David, I'm going to check something. What? I just want to make sure recording. it's recording this time. Second time's the charm. Take two. Here we go. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the podcast dedicated to plant based cookbooks and the authors who wrote those cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder. Thank you for tuning in today. He's the ghost of Christmas present forever and always. My husband and producer of the podcast is sitting right next to me, David Rossetti. How are you, dear? I am good. I am filled with the Christmas spirit since I am Christmas present. Oh, you're filled to the brim. I am for the the, the brim of the chalice. Well, we were chalice. Uh, we were very Christmassy this last weekend. We sure were. We sure were. We're in the what week we of do? Christmas now. We Today's are. Tuesday. Christmas is in a couple days. Here, very exciting. Here we go. Santa Claus has come to town. Can't wait for it. I know I was nice, and I'm going to get lots of presents. Actually, we're not doing gifts this Actually, year. Actually, we aren't. We yeah, are we made an agreement year. with ourselves and with our families. We're not doing gifts, which has been actually a huge stress relief. I highly recommend it to everyone sure. out there. But we did. You did. Oh, do a we're getting gift. Christmassy. Oh no, but I know. But like, so tell them about the Zoom, the Zoom night. Oh that yeah, was like we a so gift we. For people. Oh, and for us, it was a great gift oh, to us. Maybe. I feel like we give it to ourselves. Uh, we did a Zoom Christmas party with my side of the family, um, and it was a game night. So we wanted it to be engaging. We kept it to an hour long, so that there wasn't that awkward thing where people are like, "Well, I guess it's time like, to go." At the end of the Zoom, it was kind of it a was, perfect amount of time. Yeah, seven to eight, in and out, Bing, bang, boom. Uh, we played Christmas trivia, and. I highly recommend this to anyone because it's the season for Zooming. And I know everyone's sick of Zooming, but this sort of like shook it up a little bit. Like just Google Christmas trivia. We found an easy one that was like, what's the highest top rated grossing Christmas movie? Uh, What did the eighth day of Christmas? What did the person bring the person or my lover bring to me? Eight minutes of milking. Oh, you just gave the answer. Sorry. Everybody everybody knows that. that. Come on. But it was really cool. Yeah, no, it was fun. And then you, we kind of, you prompted um sharing like a, f- a favorite christmas oh, we memory which was with, lovely yeah that and, was nice to hear my aunts like when my aunt Shar talked about getting the transistor radio yeah your aunt your aunts seem pretty pretty cool they were great and They're then so um great. and they love you everyone loves david mm. how can you not i can't help it um and then my mom talked about eating oyster soup oh with her oh. dad every christmas that and then she's she said to her terrible. sister she was like don't you guys remember that and they were, they were like yes you're the only, you're the one, only who one who ate, ate it. it that's amazing <laughs> uh, but it was cool it was nice to hear those stories um i said to david after that it was kind of like you get that in person but like to have sort of everyone in that moment go around and say something, I don't feel like I've ever had that moment with my family. So sure. that was kind of cool to have that interaction. Uh, and then we got to celebrate a little more Christmas time. Yeah, my sister and uh, yeah. nephews came down from Tennessee. It was great. Uh, for a quick little overnight. So that was lovely. I hadn't seen them for some time. And they were the official first guests in our condo. So bragging rights to my sister. And yeah, we watched Home Alone and Elf. and Knocking them off the list. Vegan sugar cookies. and We did. I think probably the biggest... Decorated um, cookies, sugar cookies, and gingerbread cookies. And gingerbread cookies. Um, And then my uh, nephew, who's very, very picky, was very complimentary of the food that was served by none other than Chef Dustin Harder. 
He liked it. I got he five did. chef's kisses out of five chef's kisses. That's five stars out of five stars from Landon on two of the three items on the two plate. of the three items. One of them was yeah. kale. So I mean, we'll we'll give a young kid that. But yeah, but he loved the awesome. lasagna. And he mm-hmm. liked the garlic nucci broccoli uh, potatoes that are in Ooh, the new book, Epic Vegan book. Quick and Easy, available for pre-order now. Delicious. Landon approved. Five Landon chef's approved. kisses. Uh, so you we can go get, get that, that right now. Look at that. We should get that in the book. Landon, we should. Landon approved. I think we should. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I still can. Ooh, who knows? Anyway, who knows? Uh, speaking of kale, you know who kaled it? Jackie Saban, who's on today. Yes, she did. She, she always does. She always does. She's so great. I've actually met her in person once at a uh, Natural Food Expo West, but um, it was quick in passing. But I was like. This lady is cool. Um, And it turns out I was right because chatting with her was super fun. And uh, I actually felt like I had known her for a long time. And uh, it was great to get some stories on how it's all come to be for her because she's had quite the career in vegan food. Jackie Saban is a food photographer, recipe developer, and cookbook author. Yes. uh, And she is the founder of the popular food blog, Vegan Yak Attack. Yak Attack. Sure you've heard that. Yes, um, I've definitely heard that absolutely uh, in the community. So uh, and that's been growing since 2011, um, and it's been placed on many top blog lists, uh, which uh, showcases her creative recipes and stunning photography. Uh, her work has been featured on websites such as KTLA News, Bon Appetit. That's Bon Appetit. <laughs> Good Morning America, VegNews.com, ChrisCar.com, Pure Wow, Babel, and BuzzFeed. Jackie has photographed cookbooks for the likes of Jason Robel, The Vegan Moes, Happy Herbivore, and other plant-based authors, as well as self-published three ebooks contributed to We Love Quinoa, and now has three books of her own under her belt. The first one, Vegan Bowl Attack, the second, Vegan Yak Attack, On the Go, and her current release, Vegan Yak Attack's Plant-Based Meal Prep. We talk about them all here today. And when she's not contemplating her next creation or obsessing over vegan mac and cheese, she enjoys traveling, crafting, eating with friends, and spending time in the outdoors. Now, David and I have to go plan our menu for Christmas Eve. So while we're doing that, I give to you my interview with Jackie Saban. Let's start with the icebreaker question. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? All right. So I feel like this, this is presently, like, I don't know if this would be all time. Sure. It might be, but (laughs) so, um, I would keep like right now, what's kind of keeping me sane is I have the app balance, which is a meditation app. Um, and it has courses and stuff. And right now it's like uh, free for the first year. They like discounted it for everyone's well being and things. Nice. So, yeah, and I I like it that it's uh, a little rigid because even though I have meditated in the past and just kind of done free form, like right now I need guided meditation where I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes and like tell me what to do kind of thing. Right. Um, right. So that has been very, very nice for my brain. Um, the second one would probably be Instagram, honestly. Sure. It's like course, a love-hate right? thing, of course. But I like, understand you know, that connecting with friends and stuff through there right now is pretty invaluable. Um, And third, for a little variety, probably words with friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I I always lose, but that's good. Yeah. (laughs) There was the trivia crack one I used to play all the time, but I haven't played that in a long time. Oh, I used to play that as well. I still have it. I think. Are you really good at words with friends? Do you tend to be the winner in that or? Um, it depends because there's <laughs> you know, sometimes 
is it will that and then also it depends on like the the luck of the cards kind of deal or the luck sure. of the tiles i guess in this case because i'm like i was playing a game yesterday where i'm like i have four eyes like four eyes <laughs> right now and an s and a t i got nothing like nothing you know so um it really depends because there are some games where i'm kind of laughing and i feel bad at how well it's going for me and then the next game will be just trash so uh you know but i think because i play every day it's a nice brain workout a little bit and um i am like decently good but uh it's it's fine like i stopped i i remember i started playing that you know when it first came out so i guess that was like 10 years ago or something yeah i, don't know. I feel like, like it's been around for a long time <laughs> basically the first iphone model um <laughs> and then like about a year or so ago i started playing again because i found myself just kind of like even though I still dilly dally on social media, um, when I'm having kind of a moment, I'm like, all right, let's switch gears and go play some like words with friends. And then I can like focus on this instead of drowning in, you know, pictures of people. And, I, I feel and like that's like. good. I need to get some, I need, I don't play games that much on my phone. My three apps are Instagram, of course. And again, mm -hmm. it's total love hate. I'm, I'm feeling mm -hmm. you on that, but it's things like this. I'm talking to you and I've really only met you once in person, I think at mm -hmm. a expo, um, oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the natural expos I met you. And that was like, I think maybe four years ago or so. Um, oh, yeah, but then you've ago. been so kind and you like chatted with me on the phone about like when I was doing my first cookbook, I called you up for advice. You've been so great. So like, I wouldn't have had that connection or felt comfortable reaching out had I not mm -hmm. felt connected to you on Instagram in some way. So, you know, oh, for sure. Love yeah. hate with it for sure. Um, my second one is my fitness pal because I have to track food uh, because of all the testing and everything, which I'm sure you understand. Because um, sure. I like to just eat. Um, not that I always use it, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I used to use that in um, college and uh, well, after, I guess, because it was before it was the app, right? Like right? When I was in college, there was not smartphones. Yet. Sure, um, sure, sure. Um, yeah. And so I, uh, I've kind of had a weird relationship with calorie counting in the past. And now I actually was using it a lot with the last cookbook because I did put in nutritional information Ooh. This is the in, since it was like laying out. Here's your you know, full day of eating. I was like, well, people need to know if they're getting like, if this sure. is a low calorie amount for you, then, you know, supplement with something. So, yep. and I tell people like, it's general because it's yep. me doing it through my fitness pal. So, like, yeah, you know, you I'm not like yeah. paying thousands and thousands of dollars to get every recipe tested. For right, my goodness. Exactly. Um, my third one would be the Honeywell app, which is in our new apartment. We've got, you can like, monitor or like change your uh like turn the heat on or turn the air conditioner Ooh. on by the app on your phone now yeah. the weird the terrible thing in our apartment is that the fireplace is right next to like where i think the thermometer is so like oh. it often reads hot but whatever the point is i can sit yeah. on the couch and be like i'm a little warm i'm gonna turn the air conditioner on so basically oh, I love that. yeah it's made me very lazy it's fantastic Oh, I love that. Um, well, so on your blog, you say you've always wanted to be about the food. And for those listening, it's veganyakattack.com. That's where you're going to find everything about Jackie. And you always mm -hmm. say you want to be about the food, but I want to know a little more about you. Um, you've <laughs> become this incredible force in the plant-based food world. So sort of tell us, you know, where you grew up and, and was cooking part of your childhood. So I grew up in Southern California and no, not really. Um, <laughs> uh, 
uh, I, I got in a little trouble with my dad, um, like last year because I was talking about how, like my parents both worked full time up until they retired. Um, and so a lot of stuff was like convenience things that I think a lot of people grew up with in terms of like hamburger helper and like the crunchy taco taco night was like kind of like a special night for us. Um, and then, you know, instant mashed potatoes in a box, canned green beans, some frozen veggies or like steamed carrots sometimes with like parquet on it. Like these are all things that parquet. I ate I'd forgotten often. about parquet. Yeah. I think my parents still use <laughs> uh, it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No. So um, it was like eating to just be satiated. And sure. like, of course, I thought, it, you know, some of it tasted good and whatnot. Um, but I had mentioned that in a blog post at some point, not like, because uh, I was just like, I think a lot of people can relate to this and that like, I, that's what I grew up with. We didn't have like these bougie meals and like a lot of fresh ingredients and sure. stuff. Um, and I think it's also because of how my parents grew up, uh, even though we ended up um, pretty comfortable at some point, like both of my parents' families were pretty poor. So they kind of like also sustained themselves on like that kind of thing. Or like a lot of my dad was like a lot of potatoes and where like the, are they from the mid where are they from originally so my dad is from michigan okay my mom is from tennessee but she was a navy brat so she moved all gotcha. around um but her family is based in tennessee and um my dad was like the first born here from my grandparents who moved to the states from poland in like 1951 i see so, yeah um, i asked yeah. because i'm from michigan and when you're talking about potatoes and all that stuff like that i'm like yeah. everything you spoke of i was like i'm familiar <laughs> with all that sounded yeah. very very midwest yeah my dad likes to joke that like he's like we were basically vegan with our sour cream and <laughs> potato soup and uh-huh. like borscht and then like we would eat meat sometimes and like yes yeah, so that's not vegan right uh, right <laughs> You're like yeah but, but okay, no sure not really okay sure close sure. enough um yeah so i didn't um like we eat we ate and stuff obviously sure, and we sure. were fine um but like cooking cooking i didn't really get into until i was working full-time um after college okay um so that was kind of like my journey into um like it it was like this perfect storm of i went to school for product design okay so i i have a bachelor's in industrial design and my first job was a product design engineer for uh plastic packaging so like um, like cookie trays and, and things like that, like veggie trays and okay. that kind of uh, plastic packaging. So that was in uh, Southern California. And I was buying lean cuisine a lot. And I was like, these are it's kind of expensive for how mediocre they are. Sure. And um, I think I'm going to start cooking for myself. So <laughs> in that process, I was not vegan or vegetarian yet. And I was cooking. And at the same time, it's kind of like when Tumblr had just started. And I had a personal Tumblr called Yak Attack. And um, it's Y-A-C-K. Because uh, I know some people are like, oh, so yak like the animal because you're vegan. But I'm like, no. Because it comes from, um, my name is Jacqueline. And then when I worked in a restaurant as a server, my tickets would pop up as Jacqueline because it would cut off the N and the E for my first name. And because a lot of the chefs at the restaurant were like from El Salvador and South America and Central America, um, they call me Jacqueline. 
And so I started using that as like a handle on like forums and just personal accounts and things like that. And so on, and through that, I had some friends that would call me Yak Attack as just a nickname. Sure. And um, so that was my personal Tumblr. And all this time, Jackie, I thought it was like Yak Attack. Like I thought it was just... (laughs) But it has like a very it, personal story. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So it um, comes just from Jackie. But uh, and and the thing is, is it could be perceived as even like yakky, like in terms of like talking. And then some people, I'm like, yeah, it's like yak, like vomit. Like I'll just, I don't really care because I'm like, that's how it's spelled. <laughs> um, so I, it's nice that it is unique because I don't know if I could have purposefully named my blog otherwise honestly like I'm not that good at naming things (laughs) so um my boyfriend's far better at it than I am um so anyway uh it kind of was this perfect storm of I was learning how to cook I also was reading about like personal uh use products like beauty products home products and things like that and uh the ingredients that were in them and this is back in 2010 um and I thought Wow. Uh, I, I had learned about sustainability in school as part mm-hmm. of design uh, teachings and stuff. We learned about cradle to grave and things like that. And I thought, wow. Um, so there's all this stuff in our home and beauty products that's not necessarily regulated all that strongly until something happens, kind of like asbestos, right? Like you have. Sure this product where you think it works while well, you basically just have to wait a couple decades to see that maybe that was problematic. Right. <laughs> and you know, that kind of thing. So uh, I started looking for more natural things and then I kind of came across more like vegan recipes and things like this. And generally the impact of uh, factory farming yeah. on the planet. And I was like, Oh, this is awful. I don't want to, I don't want to be, doing this. So, uh, I went vegetarian in, in November then, and I I had bought a just super low key hobby grade DSLR camera. So like a Nikon D70 is what I had. And I started taking very, very bad photos of the food (laughs) that I was making and just posting it on my Tumblr. Like, Hey, this is kind of new for me. I just want to share like what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, so then I went vegetarian that fall uh, and I didn't really buy any dairy and stuff for my house at that point, but I had uh, stuff when I was out just because it was like kind of convenient and I liked cookies and things. And we would have packages of cookies shipped to our office to test the packaging of it, like the strength and rigidity. Right. So we just have like, oh, here's cookies. I'm like, yay, <laughs> I'll eat these. <laughs> so um then I, I keep doing this. I end up, you know, reading more and more and more about this kind of thing. And in about six months, I had changed jobs because at my previous employer, they got bought out twice, actually, um, in like the span of six months. So it was probably a little organized. And um, I was like, all right, I got to bail because I think they're going to lay everyone off. So I found a different job as a product designer at a wall decor company, which sounds much cooler than it was. And it was a little bit soul sucking um, because the work environment was not great. And it was really just filling out Excel sheets all day of uh, like, here's the print number and here's the treatment number. And we need to make this cost $2. So data entry essentially. Yeah. I was like, my mom could do this. And that's not a slight against my mom. She just has good taste. And so like, that's all you would need to be able to do this job. Um, and yeah, so it was, 
not as optimum. Like I definitely felt uh, like, really, am I being utilized well? And also, am I even being paid enough to be here? Anyway? Sure. Um, and uh, so that's when, uh, about that time, so it was in April of like 2011 is when I went vegan. I was like, all right, I got to cut the crap. If I don't want the stuff that's in animals in my food, then I wouldn't want their products also in my food. Uh, and like, it still contributes to all this stuff. Cause I wasn't really for like animal, like animal welfare was not a big part of it when I first went vegan. Sure. Um, eventually like, a, you know, a few months into that, it of became course, a huge of course, and, like worker welfare and as it like does that. for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was, it was basically me just teaching myself how to cook via all recipes and like even Kathy Patalski's site, a healthy, happy life or like, um, fat free vegan. And, you know, Isa, I bought, um, oh my gosh, what's the, uh, appetite for reduction. Mm -hmm. I yep. had that book. Um, well, so was that your first vegan cookbook? I'm trying to think if that was my first vegan cookbook. I feel like it was either that or eating raw for dummies because, uh, which is, this is kind of shocking to a lot of people when I mentioned this now, but I was like high raw when I first went. Really? Vegan. Yeah. So I would, and it wasn't anything too complicated, even though I did end up buying a dehydrator and starting to make like flax seeds, sprouted lentils, zucchini. And oh, hey, I've and got stuff. one too. I get it. I got, sometimes it's like fun to play with that stuff. Oh yeah. It's great. Um, so, but I, because I was working full time, I would just chop up like, here's a fruit salad essentially with some soaked cashews for sure. breakfast. And then here's like a chopped salad type of thing for lunch. So I just was eating a lot of like raw foods. Well, so and, uh, was the, was photography and food, was it all self-taught then? Uh, yeah, I I had one photography class in college, uh, but we were working with film cameras. Like you could use either if you wanted. Um, it's not like this was before DSLRs, um, like some of my friends. But uh, so I used a film camera. I didn't learn how to white balance my camera until like the start of the second year of my blog so okay there, okay like some problems um <laughs> especially if i was shooting at night because i was like oh i'm coming home from work the sun is down like i'm just shooting with whatever halogen ceiling lights there are sure. um so things are not sexy yeah. by any means. <laughs> you're <laughs> like there's some problems we don't talk about that anymore those yeah. first two years but i do I, like i sh i like sharing them occasionally because some people are like i could never take photos like you and i'm like you absolutely could it just takes a lot of practice sure. and a lot of learning and keeping updated and trying new things and well things like yeah that. i think commitment to it because i have a camera and i play with it and every now and then i get a great photo and i'm just it's like, mm -hmm. man, I could do this, but it's the time factor. It's the, the dedication to it and actually like cutting out the time to, cause mm -hmm. people, I don't think people truly understand how long it takes to like get a good shot to do the setup and get everything going and style things properly. So at the beginning, I, I feel like I definitely took like longer to do that kind of thing. But like I said, cause now it's been she almost, you know, it's been like nine years. So I've had a lot of practice. Yes. Um, yes, yes. And I've shot, including my own, I don't know, like 12 cookbooks, maybe Which 13 is amazing. at this point. Amazing. Um, thank you. And the first one was okay. It was, it was fine. Um, <laughs> you know, like there are some where you look back, but that was in like 2012. So it was kind of at the beginning of my journey too. Well, well then, so that was what, I mean, we're 2020, so that was like nine years ago. 
Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Nine years ago, and you have just consistently kept going. You have an extensive list of clients. Now, people, you can check out more about her photography at JackieSobonPhotography.com. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and um, you can see there's just so much. There's so much happening. You you do all the food stuff, but I see you do weddings on there as well. And, you know, just, uh, yeah, occasionally. It looks Those like, are terrifying. <laughs> well, I can only imagine. I've talked to photographers who are like, I want to get weddings out of my repertoire as soon as I can. But I mean, my point <sighs> is you, you're very expansive in your photography now. You're doing a lot in that area. And like the Veg News, how many covers have you done for Veg News? Mm. Oh, I don't know now. Well, I, I want to say like 12 or something. It's so, I, my favorite is that the blood orange bar that you did, the cover uh, shop. Oh, it's so gorgeous. The tart thing. It's that so one, gorgeous. Yeah, I did with um, the art director at the time was Sutton and she's amazing. And um, I worked with her on that and... It, I ended up submitting that photo to like a photo, um, uh, not a, what like, am I? A, like a contest a contest. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes those simple words just are so out of reach. Um, but yeah, so a photo contest, uh, it was, and, and there was like a, um, expo type of thing after convention type of thing is smaller um but i submitted that and ended up winning award got a like a little cash prize which yeah, is nice you did. that's um, great it's a great yeah. photo thank you yeah that one is is probably one of my favorite photos that i've taken like the last two years I, um, I love it. There's another one, I think, with a burger with a blue background or something. Maybe they had a burger. Oh, issue. yeah. That was the the mac and cheeseburger one. Um, that was like the recreation of Arlo's mac and cheeseburger. But ah, I had to make it in my house. Ah, uh, <laughs> Arlo's in Austin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, Arlo's in Austin. Delicious, I delicious. Them. I love Arlo's. Yeah. We did an Austin episode for the Vegan Roadie, and um, we weren't able to get them on it, and it's like one of my biggest oh. regrets. That burger, there was a burger I had from them. It was like their bacon cheddar burger or something, and it literally reminded yes. me of the burger I had at Wendy's like back in the day. I was like, geez, this is That insane. one is my favorite from them, is their oh. bacon cheddar burger. And then plus the tots. The last time, when I was in uh, uh, Austin for the, that conference, I got like those crazy tots or whatever they are like tachos type of situation and mm-hmm. it was yeah oh my god i want tater tots so oh my gosh <laughs> i love tater tots they're, they're everything yeah. to me i'm, I'm like yes. i've had to pair them back in the new book i've been putting i have like three i need to like i think i need to take one oh of wow these tater tot rest. well they're not all gonna stay i was like these can't all stay in maybe two tops i should really only have one but i can't help it i love tots um well so cookbook then your first cookbook is vegan bowl attack had you the whole time you were sort of networking and getting these clients did you have your own cookbook in your sites or were you like you know what blog is where it's at for me i'm staying there and then someone came to you with the cookbook or did you actively sort of like start seeking the opportunity to write a cookbook so I knew that I wanted to do a cookbook at some point um because not only can it be helpful and it is kind of a source of income, but like not, <laughs> not, su- it's not. So, um, th- and that's what I tell people is like, it's nice to have, but really what it is, is, is a, it's a very good calling card. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, because even though at that point I had had my blog for a few years because, uh, when did I get approached by Fairwinds in 2015? So um, that ended up being like a pretty big year for me because I shot two cookbooks. One of them was um, Jason Robel's, his Eternity cookbook. Eternity. Love it. Love him. Um, he's one of my little chef crushes. He's just so I, wonderful. Yeah, he was here in February and he's great. So um, so anyway, 
did that. And then this was right when Veg News was like coming out of their kind of like uh, Mm -hmm. litigious era of like the two uh, years of their pause button. Yeah. And I was reached out to by them to ask me if I wanted to do a dessert column. And I was like, "Uh, yes, this is actually one of my blog like dream goals is to be in Veg News. So to even have a a column in every issue is like amazing. So, and then I started on my first cookbook also that year, like around the same time, even. So it was kind of crazy. It was a, it was a wild year. Um, but Fairwinds reached out to me in 2015 and said, Hey, do you want to do a cookbook together? And, um, I knew about them because of Joni Marie Newman, who is an amazing vegan cookbook author. She has, I think 10 books. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't believe I have any. There might be one on the shelf sitting there by her, but I've I've heard that name. No, she um, firstly is the sweetest person. She's one of the best humans that I know. I'm um, really good friends with her. And um, so I knew that she was like, oh, I can connect you with them if you want to do a cookbook. So before I got to that point, the person reached out to me. And I'm not sure if that was through Joni or if it was just because they were seeking some authors or sure. whatever. Um, but yeah, and and so I had originally proposed like, oh, I want to do a vegan Yak Attack cookbook, like fun, accessible food, but that is still creative. And they're like, that's too general because we have a bunch of vegan titles. So how about bowls? And I was like, huh, because at the time... <laughs> I wasn't like a super bowl person. Like I just kind of made food and was like, you know, this is how I make it. Um, And then I also didn't feel super comfortable with selling a cookbook that was, oh, here's roasted chickpeas with kale and quinoa and like some sweet potatoes. Right. I was like, I can go on Instagram all day for that kind of recipe. And that's not, even though I find value in those recipes, probably more so now than I did then. Um, Sure. I just felt like I couldn't sell someone that like, I I don't know why I felt that way, but I was like, that's not really how I cook. And um, Uh, you felt that way because you're like, you are creative way beyond that, Jackie. And this is me saying that too. Your Instagram is so fun to watch. It's always just this fresh, new, exciting ideas. It's never the same thing. It's, it's nice. It really is refreshing to see your Instagram's fun to watch. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that's actually, um, I, I guess I should have mentioned this before, but one of the things that I found super inspiring about vegan cooking, especially when I first got into it was how innovative it could be. Sure. Um, and because my mind likes problem solving, like that's what I liked about product design was here's a problem that we are presenting. How do we solve this problem? Like, what are the parameters we have? How do we make this? How do we, offer a solution. And, um, so that's kind of the problem solving I found in making my favorite dishes vegan and things like that. Cause even though there were resources in 2010 and 11, it still was not even close to what it is today. Not by any kind of margin. Um, yeah, it's insane these days. I went vegan in 2009. And when I just think of the difference, my mind is blown. It's insane. Oh, see, so you're, you're a uh, BD vegan. I consider myself <laughs> AD vegan. And that is before Daya and after Daya. Because uh-huh. I went vegan 
right when Daya came out. And I feel like that is when things were like starting to really change. Well, I do recall though, when it did come out, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to make like cheese enchiladas. It's going to be so amazing. And I got that day of cheese and I was like, I was like, this is the worst thing ever. And now they've come leaps and bounds. The product has gotten so much better, but I was also not using it properly. I was like stuffing that stuff in the tortilla. No, it was so bad. (laughs) It was so bad. I learned a lesson real quick. Yeah, basically, (laughs) basically. Because even when I started using that, my boyfriend, who is, was not vegan then and is still not vegan now, um, same boyfriend. So we've been together for a long time. <laughs> but uh, he actually was fine with it, like on pizza and things like that. He didn't mind it at all. How so, funny. Um, but it was because it was being used sparingly. Sure. Not, yeah, you have to. You have not to. Not full use it day of booger situation. Or like but sometimes yeah. I'll use it sparingly and I'll put like a little, like if I do a pizza, I'll do like a drizzle of like a cashew mozzarella with a little bit mm. of that mozzarella. So I get a mixture mm. of the two. But yeah, there's ways. Oh, see. And the key is for that is to just blend that daya into the cashew Ooh, cream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now. So I did that for a deep dish mozzarella mac pizza on my so book. So smart. So <laughs> smart. Yeah, I got that tip from a chef in LA like years and years ago, though. So I can't take full credit for that. I, right, he didn't give me good. any measurements or anything. He was like, oh, I blend it with like water and cashews. I did a little veg broth um, to keep a little bit of the salt Smart. up. Smart. But anyway, so yeah, so I refer to BD and AD because I think that those are two different <laughs> uh, classes of vegans in sure. terms of like, you had like some rough stuff come out before. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Miyoko once and she was like, oh, I mean, I was vegan and I was making my own soy milk and my own to- tofu in the 90s. And I was like, whoa. I she's can't. also Japanese, though. Like, I mean, yeah. that's part of like yeah, Japanese she, cooking. Not that it. everyone that's Japanese does that, but like. But she does. Yeah, she does. She, and if yeah, you get her, her book, she's she's all over it. I, uh, I, I yeah. for me, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. But you're this. This is not. So what we're saying here is it's not your average bowl book. It's right. a vegan yak <laughs> attack, vegan bowl book. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. you've got the biscuit nacho bowl in there. It's, you know, biscuits know. slathered with nacho cheese and nacho <laughs> fixins. And I've like yeah. skimmed over that somehow. And I just saw it today. I was like, how have I missed this right. up until that now? Is- I need to make this. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is usually the recipe that I mentioned where I'm like, this book is not like bold in how you think it is. There is a biscuit nacho bowl where it's like, does this actually have to be in a bowl? Probably not, but it's super good. Um, And then the Buffalo chickpea mac and cheese was actually on my blog first before I modified the recipe and put it in that book and it is the most popular recipe you stop it it's the next thing on my list to mention to you because i have made that one it is so so you guys it's the buffalo chickpea mac and cheese bowl it's got a ranch dressing with it it's so it's a perfect combo of like mac and cheese and veggies and Mm -hmm. spicy chickpeas and then we've got the ranch dressing like Mm -hmm. i've made that for myself and i've actually made it for clients as well um Mm. and everyone loves it it's always a hit it's a good one yeah Yeah. and my ranch recipe in that book is like even though i modified it to simplify it a little bit for this third book for the plant-based meal prep um so it's a little easier but still quite delicious but that ranch has like a cult following and i'm very proud of that ranch recipe (laughs) hey it's Um, hard i came up with one for the simply vegan cookbook and it's um which was my first one and it's very ranch dressings are very um because i like i said i'm from michigan so like we grew up on it we loved it you know what i mean oh yeah i'm like pizza and ranch everything and ranch like Uh is there gonna (laughs) be a little bit of uh something on the side to go with that ranch like it's you know ranch is the first thing well so that 
Yeah, go. I, I was going to say, um, people have preferences for ranch in terms of like, if they want a little bit more dilly or a little bit more tangy, or yeah. like, I like mine pretty savory and salty. So, um, with kind of like a strong onion undertone. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's delicious. It's done well. Well, that's that's the bowl book. Those are a couple. I'm going to try that nacho bowl one. And like I said, the chickpea mac and cheese, uh, buffalo chickpea mac and cheese, is one of my favorites and clearly everyone else for obvious reason. What's one of your favorite bowls from the book? Oh, man. Oh, I mean, probably the mac and cheese. But <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I feel like I was just looking in that bowl or in that bowl in that book the other day. Um, one that's not necessarily super bowly because that's the entree chapter, right? Is um is kind of like the more put together bowls but with like a lot of components. Although the mole bole um mm. in there. I'm, I'm so cringy already. sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, but it, Hey, it tells me exactly what it is. It's super good. It has some, and that one, it has components. And and here's the thing. And this is what I tell people about that book. It's not targeted towards beginners. Um, but everything that is in it is not hard to make. I was so going to say, you, I would give that to somebody who's, I, it, but I mean, I guess that's me. It doesn't, it didn't, right. it doesn't seem intimidating. It seems very approachable. I think yes, except that there are a lot of components to some of the recipes because it's like bowls, but I wanted it to have all these flavors. Like the Aloha bowl has like, here's some uh, taro fries and then a teriyaki seitan and here's a slaw and a poke. And like, so that's kind of a lot. I just tell people, you know what, if you see a bowl in there, make a few of the components that are, you don't have to make the entire recipe most of the time. It's just like, if you want the full experience, go for it. Yeah. Um, and at the very least get that book for the sauces, because that is where it's at. Like that ranch or the smoky tahini sauce mm-hmm. that is like also has kind of a cult following. Um, and you know, a few of the other ones in there where it's like, cool, just use some of the components from the recipe. You don't have to go balls out and make the whole thing, um, depending on what it is, because some of them are easier. Yeah, that struggle's real. I with the my current book, Epic Vegan. I you know it was built on building recipes together to create right. like an epic situation. So it was important for me. The first three chapters are like recipes that all can stand alone, and then you build mm-hmm. them all in the chapters to come. But I that was right. my biggest struggle. As I was writing, it, I was like, oh my god, people are gonna die because like recipe this <laughs> and recipe that. But then I was like, but you also can just take it like one step at a time and do it all you want. And I call it a choose your own adventure kind of book. So right. like uh, the crab Rangoon. And then if you want to the pizza, which I think Michael did for a month and made this, I just did did the crab Rangoon. Yes. 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 Well, thank you. Um, But that's exactly how vegan bowl attack is too. You guys, you can Mm -hmm. tear it apart and make things how you want it to choose your own adventure as well. And then your second one takes us into vegan yak attack on the go, which uh, Mm -hmm. I think is something that the vegan world specifically was craving uh it's hard sometimes it's getting easier there's more places to go to burger king has you know the impossible whopper but Mm -hmm. you've got you gave us this on the go book with quick and easy portable make ahead items and it it's sort of a you were definitely filling a gap i think in the vegan book world because i don't I, i don't know if i've seen another sort of to go on the go vegan book yeah there are a couple i think actually there was a book literally called vegan on the go that came out while i was working Uh, on this one which i feel like always happens it's like something like this where i'm like in the middle of a book and then i'm like Oh, man. <laughs> well, have you seen? Um, there's one called Vegan A Go 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 that came out like in the early 2000s. I want to say, but it it's not. Oh, it's not. That's really, not. Yeah, that's. You not know what really I'm talking like, about, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like a pocketbook a... almost, and it's not. It's not to go items. It's like actual. Right. Like here's a lasagna, and I'm like, okay. It's like more like here, right. take this book with you and make things at people's houses. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Yes. But but yours Um, gives us stuff on the go. Yes. There are stuff. There are things that are literally portable. And then there's also on the go in the more figurative sense in terms of like short on time. So there's like the 30 minutes and under meals. um, And then uh, the ones that are like, oh, we can make ahead and and things like that. Um, And then there's the like on the move where it's more like kind of camping and grill recipes. And I was like, okay, well, we'll do on the go, but I, I don't want to do an entire book on literally portable food. Um, So that's why I did the shorter meal times and like the bulk cooking and things like that. Um, And that book, I've actually been cooking out of a ton lately. Um, Cause I don't usually cook for my books anyway, (laughs) occasionally, like maybe for having friends over or whatever. Cause I'm always working on new recipes. So there is no shortage of, of food things happening. Um, but I didn't realize when I wrote it, how many were super pantry friendly. So there's like granolas, there's a couple entrees, a soup mix and things like that, where I'm like, damn, this, this book is like perfect for this kind of moment that we're experiencing where we can't really like get a lot of fresh ingredients sure. all the time. Yeah. So even though there are plenty of recipes that have fresh ingredients, because I love using fresh ingredients, um, this one I felt like was a little bit more malleable and uh, you didn't have to like really change up recipes to, to make them suit whatever you had at home. So I love that about that book. It's definitely more of a beginner book. I put like the whole intro where it talks about pantry things and equipment stuff. Um, and, uh, I, I, I do love that book. It has a special place in my heart. Um, but I didn't get enough time to like hold it um in terms of like a pause of like here i'm launching this book into the world and then the publisher asked me like four months later i think (laughs) if if, uh, Uh, i wanted to start working on another book and i was like uh uh, yeah yeah no i hear you i am well and i'm gonna ask you about that book but i do want to tell you about on the go on my end you know it holds well it holds a special place in your heart it holds a special place on my shelf and i love that you fill us up with meals in the book but then you've also got a healthy amount of snacks in there so many snacks yeah (laughs) i know but to me that's perfect because i'm like on the go road trip this is fantastic and i will tell you david and i have made those pumpkin maple donut holes a gazillion times when we mm. used to go from, um, we'd go to like weekend getaways when we lived in New York, we'd go to like the Catskills and we'd rent a cabin or something or an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. We would always take the pumpkin maple donut holes with us. Uh. So like there's, we've got some staples in that book that we pull from for sure. Um, but when I look at it too, there's a meal I want to make. I haven't made it before, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it because the picture always pops out to me and I'm like, I need to return to this and I need to make that. It's the cauliflower curry packets with yogurt sauce. Oh yeah. That is a super popular recipe. Um, cause I had actually posted it on my blog first. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a few grill packets. I think I should add this in here. And so I hadn't had it in, um, I don't know, a couple years, honestly. And then I was working on a video with Michael from Monson made this Michael. and we made them. And, uh, cause he's here in Vegas too. And uh, I was like, damn, these are really good. <laughs> amazing i remember them being great when i made them especially with the yogurt sauce because that's really like the curry packet is nice like that's like cool you know you just toss some basic ingredients in this curry powder and a little other seasoning but when you get the herby like citrusy lemon um uh, like yogurt sauce 
situation on it is like the best. It sounds it so satisfying and it's just yeah, like, and the, it's so easy. To oh, do. the it's picture's really like easy. bursting with goodies too. It just looks yeah. like, I'm like, I'm going to have that. I'm going to be so satisfied. It looks so tasty. Yeah, I'm so really glad good. I don't, if I lived in Vegas, I feel like the three of us would um, just <laughs> eat a best. lot of food. We would make all the things and eat all the things and it would be amazing. Yeah. Well, and um, Michael was, uh, he is not right now, mostly because of everything that's going on and uh, things, you know, started getting a little slower and things but he was my assistant the last like oh nice two years oh that's great yeah since i moved here so he would help me it was it was like on and off but there was the first year was super regular especially with the cookbook shoots and some of the veg news stuff that i was shooting where i definitely needed like more hands than just my own um so he is really great oh my gosh you're making me want to move to vegas just so we can all work together you guys we're talking about michael from monson made this it's monson made this right that's what it's called on youtube monson made this yeah yeah he puts up some great great stuff on youtube and Mm -hmm. it's um refreshing to have i mean there's lots of video content out there but um Mm -hmm. he really just has like a quick fresh take on it and it's always stuff that's really accessible and easy it seems like too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he occasionally will like delve into some more like um like uh unique or like a little bit more processed but i do feel like he usually keeps it pretty simple and um he uh, was a teacher for like 13 years so he's good at showing you and and telling you like how to make it he's good at teaching that's just great um Mm -hmm. Well, so then we go from on the go into, as you said, so you had like a four month breather maybe. And then um, we share, we share the same publisher right now, both Mm -hmm. with uh, Fairwinds Quarto. And um, Mm -hmm. so they called you up. I I just, I'm just, I'm saying that to say, I understand your feeling. I understand your feels. (laughs) Um, Because you're here, you're in this moment, you're, you release on the go. You're probably feeling so great. It's a breath of, you know, fresh air. And you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, good. Like that weight is lifted and now I can share it with the world. And then ring, ring Mm -hmm. or email comes through, I guess these days we would say. Yeah, it was Um, an email. (laughs) And of course then, so they offer you or, or did they, they, they had this idea or did you have it or what, what took place here? Um, I think because of where we left off with vegan yak, yak attack on the go. Um, and I even saw this in people sharing about it is them incorporating it into their weekly menus and things. So it was ah. my editor, Amanda, whose Amanda, idea was, I have her too. Yes, I love her. Love Amanda. Yeah. Um, to kind of like roll with that momentum and then just do a full on meal prep book. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> uh, that was like my first reaction was oh man right, like because right. it is even though as hard as cookbooks are because they are a lot of work the deadline also was very short of I course i it i was, pushed on my last this current one i was like uh what is yeah. the longest i can yeah. have here it, but anyway because they had asked me in like october or november of um 2008 18. Yes. I'm like, when did my book come out? I don't know. Um, so in 2000, Oh uh, yeah. So in, in fall of 2018, which is um, just kind of a big time for food bloggers and just like recipes and things because of the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so we had started talking about it then signed contract, whatever. And I was like, well, I can't start working on this until January because I have all these obligations um, with like companies sponsored stuff and like just getting out good recipes for the holidays and they're like, okay, but it's due at the end of March. And I was oh like, oh my gosh, 
Um, oh my gosh. How about the end of April? So I bought another month, but like <gasps> four months. Yeah. And that was for the writing. So um, when were the photos I, due? The, you know what? There wasn't like a formal due date for those, but it ended up being, um, let's see, like late june first week of july or something wow but the thing is is that usually with the cookbooks i'm shooting as i'm sure of course because if not you're just going back and read yeah that makes sense Uh, so but then that's what i had to do with this one because i like just ran out of time um and so i was like i can't shoot this while i'm going because i will add another six hours to my day of like developing these recipes yeah. and I, it's just not happening. And because I had like 25 recipe testers and that's like a five week process. Yep. So it was, uh, woo, Ooh, yeah. it was a lot. Um, a last lot. year was a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So uh, basically I, I, I had some momentum going with it at the beginning of the year and then I kind of hit a rut and I put it on pause, which is part of why, uh, I ended up procrastinating a bit. And, and then once I created a plan for myself, I was like, all right, now I can get going because I'm a very list and plan oriented person, even though I'm not super a type, but like, right. that's the stuff that I love is like lists and plans. I need some direction. Um, so the first chapter came together pretty easily. Uh, or I should say it's, it's technically this, second it's like the second part of the book um because how i ended up breaking it down i I asked my followers that fall when i was you know in talks about it so what are your problems with meal prep and a lot of them were saying like oh i need something that's just for one person or like i need you know this i need this whatever blah 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 Uh, i don't want to have to buy like a million ingredients and then just have a bunch left over that kind of thing so I thought about it and I was like, well, I'll have the first recipe part be menus for one person where you make three entrees and then that will be your five days, like your week, weekday situation, whatever days those are for you. Um, We'll have five servings of each recipe. So, and then you get like a snack or two depending on the menu. So then that way you do almost all of your prep the first day and you have everything set and they're a little bit easier recipes and there's a shopping list for those. So there's six menus like that where it's just for one person. Because when I thought about it, I was like, I don't know that many people that are prepping for an entire family. Sure. Like it's usually one or two people, maybe like roommates are doing it or like a couple are doing it. But I feel like a lot of people, it seems like are like, ah, I'm just going to cook my own stuff. And set it up because not everybody, especially when you're the vegan person, it's not always guaranteed that your partner is eating whatever you're eating. Like in my case, for right. example. Right. Um, and so I was like, all right, we'll do some basic stuff here. Do the shopping lists. And there's always directions for your prep day and, ha- and the order in which to make things to make it easier for you. And in, in those, the recipes are with those menus in that first part of the book. Uh, and, and then in the intro part, it's kind of like vegan architect on the go where you talk about like pantry staples and equipment and things like that. Because again, I was like, I know that this, I want this to reach like a variety of people. Right. And so this, the second big part is the mix and match menus for two or more. And most of the menus, there's uh, seven of those. Most of the menus are for two people 
um, two adults really. And then you get another five day week set up, but it ends up being 10 recipes because you're halving these four serving recipes for snacks and breakfasts and things like that. And a lot of it you can make on your day zero is what I call it. So I list out all the instructions for that and then tell you now you can on the evening of day two, make that recipe for dinner, but you'll have leftovers for lunch the next day. Um, So that is where recipe writing and putting it all together was getting very interesting. Yeah. I I wanted it to be like, here are some shared ingredients, but not anything too repetitive. um, Because basically what I was aiming for was I want this to be meal prep, but I want it to be my meal prep, like vegan yak attack. So we're going to be bastardizing your favorite recipes (laughs) to get them a little bit easier, um, a little bit, you know, easier to manage, but also be flavorful and not like the supremely basic meal prep. Because right. again, it kind of went back to the vegan bowl attack thing. But I think this one I made much easier to handle than maybe the, the bowl attack uh, book. In terms of so, like putting it together and the, the different yeah, And even just the recipes. Elements. Yeah. Just, just knowing that like, all right, we don't have like a lot of time, especially if you want to prep a lot of these on the same day or like, you know, a majority of them, like you can't just have these full on recipes of, you know, the like my sourdough uh, biscuits with vegan chicken on my blog or something. Right. Like that's where like some right. of those recipes goes like, I love food. Cause I do, I love food sure. so much. I'm like, all right, we got to find like walk this fine line of making it creative so that it's engaging and enticing, but still make it a little bit easier. And then some of them are familiar. So um, that's, you know, the, the world that I was living in is thinking about, okay, if I was working full time again, how would I do this? And um, yeah, so so those, I, I like a lot of those recipes. And then there is one that's for a family of four. And that ends up being a lot of like pressure cooker or sheet pan uh, recipes. So, and like a lasagna. So even though that's kind of an endeavor, like the lasagna, uh, I give you ways to prep some of the stuff ahead of time so that when that night comes where you're eating it for dinner, you have like most of your stuff set up and you just got to like assemble and bake it. Um, and then there is one res- uh, one menu that is for two adults. That's just lunch and dinner because the rest of the menus are breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. Okay. So it's just lunch and dinner, but it has the option to pair it with kids recipes. Ah. So I have like five kids recipes. They're for young kids, definitely, um, where they share a lot of the same ingredients and components. And then that way you can just easily kind of make your more involved like mushroom onion burger, but then you can make a little slider for your kid with some sweet potato fries. So uh, I just want to like add one of those in there. And uh, the way that those are listed in terms of the recipes is just like a regular cookbook after that. So that's, I I wanted it to be used. Like here's three ways you can use this. You're super beginner at the beginning. If you want your full day planned, here's where you can go or your full week rather with the days. Um, And then if you just want to make one of the recipes, you just scroll through the rest of the book because it's laid out, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, high protein meals, because that was something that people asked for was like more high protein things. Um, And then like the convenient stuff. And then obviously a lot of snacks. I love Snacks. Snacks, so. snacks. Well, I mean, you yeah. nailed it with this book. There have been a few meal prep ones that come out and yours separates itself for me because it does have that vegan yak attack flair. Like it's exciting and the things are, it's not your basic meal prep. Here's some steamed carrots in the second, yeah. you know, container portion uh, area of your meal prep mm-hmm. container. You know, I haven't been right. able to dive in yet because I actually want to like 
do like a week of it and I've been write, writing the new book. You know how it is when you do food, but yeah. you actually want to like cook from other people's stuff. It's very, yeah. you get caught in this world of doing it and suddenly you're like, well, I don't get the joy of like cooking other people's stuff anymore. I want to do that every now and then, you know, instead of yeah. always yeah, creating. Yeah, and it's nice to take a break from your things and mm-hmm. like, because when, and it's kind of the same with like designing where you're like, I know what I can work from, from my brain, but if I don't have any input from trying something else or right. even photography, you know, it's like this yeah. for a lot of things. If I don't try something from someone else, like it doesn't have to be an outright copying and things, but I don't learn more. So right. like, that's what's important about just, you know, acclimating, being able to do this as long as I have or whatever is just always trying to like learn. Yeah. Well, I can't, I keep flipping through here. I want to try the spicy jackfruit salad. And then I'm seeing there's the <laughs> lemon, rosemary, chickpea, pasta casserole. And that I, one honestly uh, is so like, I <laughs> I hadn't made a pasta casserole maybe ever as a vegan. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out, but I don't want to have to cook the pasta beforehand. Cause that's annoying. Right, like I don't right. like that about cast. Like don't make me cook too much stuff beforehand. Yeah, uh-huh. So in this case, you do saute the veggies because you want those to be a little cooked and stuff. Sure. Um, but then you just dump everything in that casserole dish. And mm. that that was one of those where it's like, I was making it, okay, these things taste good. And then at the end, I was so surprised by how much I loved it. And I was just like, oh man, I... It, because I was making food in such high quantity yes. at that point, I, yes. I give away a lot. I'm yeah, sure you too. also can yep. relate. Mm-hmm. It's like giving away to my friends. And like that one I held on to. I was uh-huh. like, nope, no one's getting this one. This <laughs> one's just for me. <laughs> then you're like, oh, do I need to test it again? I guess just to see, maybe. maybe. Uh, well, yeah. you love that one. What's another favorite one that you have from the meal prep book? Hmm. Oh, the, I mean, I'm just a sucker for mac and cheese. So the kimchi Girl, mac and cheese, which believe. was a... A riff off of a kimchi mac and cheese recipe that's on my site but that one wasn't this is from back in like 2012 or 13 or something so this was like a revamped version it has a gochujang aioli on top mm. and the kimchi and the and that's the one uh, and then the tamari mushrooms so uh. that's the one i ended up making for life is beautiful because I hate myself. And I was like, <laughs> how did I pick the most expensive recipe from this book to make for life is beautiful. Um, but it was definitely loved, which I, I you know, you always kind of take a risk in making a vegan mac and cheese where you're like, well, it's one thing to put it in this cookbook and then have people make it, but then to serve it at an event and then people are just yep. buying it. You're like, People could just be like, no, this is not it. But right. um, the people really loved it. Yeah. So that one, I, I do really enjoy. There's some really good like Korean flavors in some of the recipes. Like I have uh, seitan, um, uh, it's, it's kind of like bulgogi uh, tacos. Mm. And because um, I love making my own seitan. I have a seitan recipe in every book. Actually, you do. So. I know. I've made I've made one of them before. I think it was from the, yeah. um, it's the, I think it's a slow cooker one. Do you have a slow cooker one? Yes. yes there, yeah. There's a, w- there's a slow cooker roast one in vegan yak attack on the go. And then there's a pressure cooker one in that book as well for like lunch meat style so good. stuff. Well, so, I can't yeah. wait to dive into the meal prep one more. And, and I'm just, I'm so happy to have you on here and talk about all your books and I'm love seeing all these accomplishments and you just kind of keep going, going, going. Aww. So congratulations on everything. It's fantastic to watch. Well, let's Thank do you. the, um, the rapid fire question. We're going to call it the Baker's dozen. Okay. So we have 13 Ooh. questions for you. Uh, What's your favorite condiment or sauce? Oh, man. Uh, 
probably some sort of hot sauce usually, but mm. I have like a wide variety of hot sauces. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to answer. That's I have fun. one for like every application. Oh, so good. Well, we'll go with a general hot sauce then. So hot sauce mm-hmm. is your favorite. Um, and speaking of earlier, we were talking about celebrities and cookbooks. Who's a celebrity whose cookbook you would like to photograph? Oh. It, they, they don't even have to be a cook. That's all I'm saying. Like a celebrity, yeah. you would like to just work on their cookbook with them. Oh my God. Um... Oh my gosh. I like, (laughs) this is so funny. Um, I'm trying to think, Oh, you know what? Uh, Andy Samberg. All right. Oh, good. That's good. Um, Favorite spice to cook with. Probably garlic salt. (laughs) Mm. Cause I just put that on everything. I I use a ton of spices, but I feel like, you know, garlic powder and onion powder are definitely like mainstays in a lot of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What's your uh, most frequently used tool in the kitchen? Probably my blender. I mean, aside from my knife, like my knife, but, but like as an actual appliance and stuff. Oh my God. My blender. Are you a Vitamix girl? I have a blend tech, actually. I was going to say, as I said that, the reason I asked, I thought I saw a picture of you with a blend tech, and I was like, all right, okay, yeah. I'll see you blend But tech. I've had it since before I started the blog, because my parents got it from like a Costco sale. So nice. I've had the same base for like 11 years, because oh, I had a couple great. people ask about it lately. I wouldn't mind having a Vitamix as well, because I feel like they're both good at different things sometimes. Sure, sure. I love my Vitamix. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Vegas? Ooh... Ooh. <laughs> oh damn um hmm, hmm, hmm. you know what taco Terrian is really good it's just like there. quality and consistent um Fantastic. so and that's like an all vegan restaurant because there are some that i like some other restaurants that i like that just have a couple of vegan dishes right. and stuff but i taco Terrian is solid i love it what's your favorite kind of pizza or toppings to put on pizza mm. I, I do like a very veggie full pizza, right. but honestly, like a seitan pepperoni mm. with like pineapple and black olives. Girl, we're having pizza together sometime. Yeah. And like jalapeno. Ah, you're nailing it. Uh, Maybe red onion as well. Ah, but, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. All tasty, tasty. Uh, cupcake or donut? Ooh. <laughs> I think years ago I would have said cupcake. Damn, I love baking, though. Um, I'm going to go with donut for now. <laughs> uh, cats or dogs? Cats. Are you a good dancer and or do you like to dance? So I'm like good <laughs> at dancing in like the club, like in that kind of scenario. Yeah, I think you meant the club, but okay. The club. In the club. <laughs> I'm a good dancer. But if we're talking about like coordinated, like choreographed dancing, nah, I nah, really nah. don't think that I could do that. We're like, talking I don't. About- up into club up into club yeah i could do that i get down all right and do you collect anything (sighs) dishes (laughs) yeah i i I had a feeling you were gonna give me a food photographer stylist answer to that Uh, yeah i would have to imagine that and then for whatever reason i end up accumulating a lot of yarn because i'm very (laughs) ambitious when i think about how much i'm going to crochet and then i don't crochet because it's hot out here oh that's funny but a lot of dishes i do like yarn yeah, and, and I do like um like vintage stuff. Sure. So I, it ends up being like some vintage dishes and appliances and things like that. But it's usually kitchen related. I love, I love housewares. I love it. What's your favorite time of day and why? Mm, probably late afternoon because the sun is still out. So I can still enjoy the sun. 
but it's later in the day because I'm not really a morning person. And that's kind of when I can like roll into my nighttime stuff. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then sunsets, I love sunsets. Mm-hmm. And it's not too cold yet. Well, and especially though- in Vegas, pretty sunsets. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's also like once the sun is mostly down is when it's perfect here. <laughs> Even yeah. though it's like 100 oh during gosh, the day, I once bet, the sun yeah. is down, it's not as insufferable. So, um, yeah, I feel like late afternoon is like a nice time. I can water the garden and uh, kind of enjoy just being outside during that time. Nice. And Brad Pitt or Bradley Cooper? Brad Pitt. And what is some last one? What is something that's on your bucket list? Oh, I should probably put one together. I don't really have like a proper bucket list. <laughs> I don't either. I, I just have like... random things floating around my head and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do yeah. that. I used to have a goal list. Like that's when Veg News was on it and stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I, I probably want to like go back to Europe, even though I have pretty terrible anxiety when it comes to tra- like traveling sometimes. And of course, right now I'm not traveling anywhere. Of course, so, right. Um, but I would like to kind of go like to Germany and Poland nice. and hang out there. I think that would be cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Mine is skydiving. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it, but it is on the bucket list. Yeah. Like I'd be open to doing that. I would have to definitely like self-medicate beforehand. Not in like a, <laughs> a, a bad way, but like I would probably have to take something to, like, yeah, to <laughs> keep my nerves out. down. Chill out just a, just a touch. Yeah, just a touch. Uh, Now, the last bit we have here is something called a book brag. Book brag! If you can, just take a moment, tell us something, uh, either about the books as a collective, as a trilogy, or about one of the books, something that has come about, or something you did uh, with one of the books, something that you're most proud about when it comes to the book and or books. So, one of the cooler experiences of my life was when Vegan Yank Attack on the Go came out. Um, I had a launch party for it because I had a launch party for the first one. I didn't really have one for the third book. But the second one, uh, I was working with my friend Asher, who owns Pollution Studios, which is a film studio company in LA. And he, he said, oh, I have some friends that have this really cool house in LA And they said that we could host the party there for free, which is apparently a $7,000 fee usually for a night. It may have been more than that. Um, And I was like, oh, what is this house? So I look it up and it's one of the Frank Lloyd Wright houses in L.A. And it's more because his houses in L.A. are like the more like Aztec, like Central America inspired with a lot of concrete and stuff. It's not like quite mid-century, but it, even right. though it was made then. Um, and I love mid-century stuff and obviously I love design. So I was like, that is so cool. So we can do something like that. Um, and then I ended up showing it to my friend and she's like, oh, isn't that the Black Dahlia murder house? No. And I was like, what? Is it? <laughs> So because that murder is technically unsolved, but they think it was this doctor who lived in LA. Oh yeah. I know, honey. I know. Uh Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh, but you can tell everyone else. You can tell everyone else. You don't have to tell me. Sorry, sorry. You should tell everyone else. Yes. Yeah. So they think it was this doctor who would have parties and stuff because they think that she was his assistant and his son had found some records of like her just existing as a person uh, and whatever. Um, So I didn't know all that, which kind of creeped me out. Cause then at this point, like we're fully in the throes of like planning this thing. I was like, 
well, okay. But it was just one of the coolest experiences because the homeowners, they're, um, they've had the house for like a few years, but they're a younger couple, like in their forties and they're kind of like in the CBD, like weed business sure. and like do other stuff. So they're super cool. And the reason why they offered it for free to me, cause they wanted to start having more vegan events there. Ah, I love that. So, um, it was like a very surreal experience to have it in this amazing house. Um, cause it had been redone on the inside in terms of like the kitchen was brand new. It was huge. And they had this very beautiful pool, which we just looked at. Um, there's and- a video of this, right? Yes, I saw is. I because re- I'm yeah. recalling there's a gorgeous video that's made yeah. a, a compilation of the entire evening, right? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, so that was a pretty surreal moment to be like, wow, this happened, and like yeah. I helped plan it, and it's because of this book that I'm doing this, and just to have um, like my fellow like authors and some influencers and stuff, but it mostly people that I'm really friends with yeah. for a long time. So even though it just works out that professionally, um, it's nice to have them for like an influencer launch, at, because that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. open to the public. Yeah. Um, but it was a, it was a very cool moment to be like, wow, if you had told me in 2010 or 11 that this is happening, I'd be like, no way. Um, so I like to like kind of look back on what I've done in that way to try and acknowledge it because I'm a person that like, okay, cool. I got this done. Great. Now let's move on. Yeah. And like, yeah. Let's keep doing stuff. So I don't really like sit and acknowledge and be super grateful necessarily for things that I've accomplished and like recognize it. So uh, that was one of those moments where it was super wild. Like it was, it was a lot for my brain, but it was very cool. Well, it's so cool. Where can people see that video? You know what? It's on my Facebook, but um, I need to see if I can find it. Cause I'll upload it to the uh, book launch entry on oh, my blog. Perfect. For yeah. That. It's so good. So. It's a fun video to watch. And I remember watching yeah. it being like, Oh, it looks so glamorous. Look at everyone. And now the story behind that house and everything, please. I know. Yeah. When I heard that part, I was like, Oh shit. That's, so, great. That's <laughs> great. Oh my God. Yeah. But it was very, very cool. Well, Jackie, you're amazing. Thank you for doing this. Everyone. You can find her at veganyakattack.com. And where else can we find you on socials? So um, I'm on Instagram is where I'm very uh, present a lot of the time. I'm on Facebook, Pinterest, of course, Twitter, and I've started uploading videos to my YouTube channel again. So I would nice. love to have some subscribers over there. Uh, got my little baby account. Even though it's eight years old. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I yeah, think a lot so, of people have their baby accounts that are eight years old and they're like, maybe yeah. I'll do something with that. And Absolutely. everything for that is at Vegan Yak Attack, correct? So it's All Instagram and everything is Vegan Yak Attack. Y-A-C-K. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much. I appreciate you and everything you're doing. Thank you for having me. This was so great. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. Oh, Jack, I just Jackie, love her. Jackie. See, I told you she's cool, right? Yeah. Like, super and cool. Lots of fun information there on how she's sort of, uh, you know, excelled in this world of vegan photography and food and all of that. She sort of like did one thing, did another, and it's all just started rolling and she keeps going, going and going. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and just such a fun personality. I mean, I guess if you 
you have vegan yak attack, you're not going to be like, uh, I like kale salads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rarely vegan are her ranch. recipes, if, if yeah. ever, pedestrian like that. Her Instagram is so amazing to watch. Yes. Right now, there's like this peppermint cake on there. I just want to make everything. Speaking of her stuff, yes, David and I have decided on our menu, at least we think. Yes. We're going to make Jackie's Roast. I believe it's actually one of her books, but I also know it's online. There's mm-hmm. a Satan Roast, a slow cooker roast by Vegan Yak Attack. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that for our and Christmas we're gonna cook, Eve dinner. And we're going to cook it slow. We're going to cook it this slow, is a slow cooker. and it's going to be delicious and right. And it's going to be from Jackie from Vegan Yak Attack. So it goes in line with the episode this week. Look too at that. good to be true. Yeah. So speaking of too good to be true, uh-huh. how about that Dustin's dish for this week? Dustin's dish. What a dish. Mm. Well, let me tell you all, you can add some holiday spirit to your cranberry sauce. That's right. Uh, listen, I love to make cranberry sauce from scratch. Remember, I super, just did it Thanksgiving. I put yeah, We have this mini easy. little slow cooker, and I just put the uh, cranberries in there with a little bit of sugar, and I let them just sit there all day, and they just, oh, they were delicious. Yeah. They like caramelized. And it's just, it's so, so easy. You just need to find the fresh cranberries. Yeah, right? there's a great recipe in Mo's No Best uh, uh, ebook by the Vegan Mo's. You can go to veganmo's.com, and if you look under the books, it's like a $5 book, and it's got a great recipe in there for cranberry uh, sauce, but then a bunch of other great holiday recipes as well. Or you can just go to that gosh darn interwebs and Google homemade cranberry sauce or cranberry sauce recipe, and boom, there you go. So how? what am I at telling you to do? What's Dustin's dish? I'm telling you to get into the holiday spirit and and just jazz that cranberry sauce up a little bit this holiday season. Jazz. You can do jazz, jazzy cran. You can do a splash or two of orange liqueur Ooh. or maybe some port wine or maybe even some red wine for a little depth of flavor or Ooh. cran raspberry juice or even some spiced rum. You can just just toss a bunch of stuff in. No, really, actually be sparingly uh, with yeah. what you put in. You don't want to do too much. A little bit of uh, time. And just stir in the liquor or the wine at the same time as the juice, sugar, and cranberries of your choice uh, for recipe. And when you're cooking the sauce, any harsh flavors from the alcohol is going to burn off. So like I said... Start off with just a splash or two. You don't need to do much, okay? Uh, and like the alcohol will burn off, and then you've got this amazing, amazing flavor. flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes it a little jinx. Little, we said all know, that at the cram- same time. Don't make, don't make, don't be cran boring. Oh, oh. yeah, I said it. Don't be cran boring. Oh, Get so some aloe vera for that sick burn. Wow, that's it. I'm done. Wow. I'm tapped. So that's Dustin's dish for y'all this that week. Sure have fun is. with your cranberry sauce. It doesn't have to be a pedestrian little side dish. It can be jazzed up, fun, and delicious. You can also add orange zest, lemon zest, lime zest. You can get all zesty. Lime? Yeah, do your thing. It's going to yeah, go. You do you. But now listen, I'm also going to give a little plug here for my book, Simply Vegan and Epic Vegan, because uh, you're probably last minute gift shopping. Uh, Simply Vegan is the excellent book for new vegans or even veteran vegans, but I love it when uh, someone comes up to me and says, this book helped me go vegan and and I've stayed vegan. So it's called the Simply Vegan Cookbook. It's got 150 recipes with two variations on each. That means it's got 450 recipes. Wow, that's a lot of recipes. That's a lot. So you can mix things up uh, and it never gets boring. And most of them have seven ingredients or less. Uh, All ingredients that you can find in your pantry, I made an omission not to use. I barely even use nutrition yeast in the book um i do there's a couple i think in the variations where it's nutritional yeast and miso but for the most part 
It's all stuff you can find in your pantry, all stuff you can make in 30 minutes or less, which makes that book perfect for anyone. And for those cooks in your life that are maybe a little more adventurous, looking to get a little crazy, uh, you can get them my current book, Epic Vegan, which is Wild and Over the Top Creations, which does have some basic uh, recipes in it, but then it shows you how to pile them on top of each other and make some like epic, tall, create your own adventure, crazy. It's a create your own adventure kind of book. So the Simply Vegan Cookbook and Epic Vegan are available everywhere books are sold. Mm -hmm. But of course, most of all, what I want you to give yourself this Christmas is a little space, a little time, and a little patience. It's been a crazy year. So wherever you're going to be, whoever you're going to be with, David and I are so fortunate to be with each other. However you celebrate, just take a minute and Mm -hmm. feel the magic. I believe Christmas is magic, and um, I believe we can still feel it all this year in spite of everything that's going on. So just pause and be in the moment if you can. And I know it's overrated. Zoom's crazy, but Zoom those family members, those friends, people just check in just on them. Just check in, yeah. Yeah, we're not out of this yet. So let's all get together and have a holiday season the best way that we can uh, while still By showing love, safe. compassion yeah. and, uh, for, for each other, but also like yourself. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one maybe we're all kind of wrestling with is taking a little bit more time for yourself to... Uh, you know, reach out for help or, you know, like just, just be content and be grateful for what you have or not even reach out. If not, not saying you all need help, but if you just yeah. want to like, if you're feeling a little lonely or something, reach out to somebody, give them a call, Yeah, you know, but listen, we love you. We truly are grateful for you tuning into 100. this podcast week after week. Uh, it's, it's been a nice creative outlet for us during the pandemic to have something creative to do and especially something to do together. So we wish you a merry, merry, merry Christmas. We sure do. And And uh, we do ask you to rate, review, and subscribe. As your Christmas gift to us, or Hanukkah gift, or Kwanzaa gift, you can rate, review, and subscribe. That's right. So join us next Tuesday for another episode of Keep On Cooking. And remember, it's nice to be nice. Merry Merry Christmas! Christmas. This has been a Muzzy Cat production. (laughs) 